You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. The word of the Lord has decreed and declared, and this is going to be my pace tonight because I, I'm, I'm used sometimes a little hype, but it's going to be the pace tonight because God wants to speak to our hearts. I'm going to take my time. The word of the Lord has decreed and declared that we have been delivered from the powers of darkness. We've been translated into the kingdom of God's dear Son. That is the realm that God desires for you and I to live in to be able to influence this realm. Jesus called his 12 disciples in the book of Luke and gave them authority and power to go do what he did. To preach the gospel of the kingdom and to cast out demons and to lay hands on the sick. Luke 10, then he called the 70 disciples and gave them the same charge. They went forth and they began to execute the very heart and the mind of Christ. And they demonstrated the authority and the power. They had faith to believe when he gave them authority and they executed. And they was excited because the demons were subject to Christ's name. In the book of Luke, go there with me, if you will, the 17th chapter. Luke 17, starting at verse 3. Let's look at something here. In the word of the Lord, because uh, the very thing that Jesus called and gave his disciple is what we seek. Everybody wants power and authority. But many times our motive is wrong for the power and the authority. We want to cast out demons, but what is our motive? We want to lay hands on the sick that they recover. What is our motive? And this is very interesting here in the word of the Lord in Luke 17, verse 3. Notice what Jesus says here in the word of the Lord. He says, take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you, do what? Rebuke him. And if he repents, do what? Forgive him. And if he sins against you, how many times? Seven times in a day. And seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent. You shall what? You shall forgive him. Notice the disciples' response. Verse 5. And the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. 
I didn't ask you for faith when you gave me authority to cast out demons. I didn't ask for any faith uh, for the, to lay hands on the sick that the sick will recover. I didn't ask you for no faith. I didn't ask you for no faith uh, to preach the gospel of the kingdom. But if my brother sinned against me seven times, in one day, God, I need faith. This is the thing that is hindering and blocking our ability to ascend into the realm of the Spirit and descend. Because we have faith for casting out devils. We have faith to preach the gospel of the kingdom. But we struggle in relationship with one another. And Satan understands uh, who we really are. He knows that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. He knows we are made in the image and the likeness of Christ. He understands uh, that he, we've been given authority already. He understands we've been delivered from the powers of darkness. He knows the scriptures better than all of us. He can quote and read and preach it better than all of us put together. But how can I stop the church uh, from exercising or causing the very nature of Christ coming forth. The problem has been in the body, and this is why God is putting emphasis in challenging us tonight. The church has been manipulated and deceived because we run out the charisma. Oh, foolish Galatians who have bewitched you that you obey not the truth. There is a bewitchment that is in the body of Christ, uh, and the bewitchment has always been this way. We have run after personalities and not God. We have run after the images of men and not God. And so therefore, 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 that's why you're easy to be witched, because very few people know God. They don't run after God. They run after personalities. In the book of uh, Corinthians, uh, Paul um, was rebuking the church. He was talking to them, I cannot deal with you as spiritual men. And this was the most gifted church uh, that Paul established. The Corinthian church, they was gifted, prophesying, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, gifts of faith, gifts of healing, workers of miracles, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecies. And this has been the bewitchment. Everybody is seeking um, for the manifestation and the demonstration of the gifts of the Spirit, and nobody is able to discern Christ. And this is why the church is in the mess that it's in. We're hearing about the wars and the rumors of what was spoken on last night. You want to know why? Because the church is not in her rightful place, because the leadership is not in her rightful place. Because there has been a compromising in the body of Christ because of the leadership, because we have ran after the God of Mammon, we have more faith in the God of Mammon than the God that created Mammon. Very few, very few people really have faith in God. We are moved by our emotions, as I've already been articulated. We move by what we see, feel, smell, and taste. So he says, if your brother sin against you, 
seven times in one day. You have an obligation and a responsibility to forgive or rebuke him. But if it comes to, listen, forgive him, receive him. Lord, increase my faith. I'm struggling. I struggle. I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I don't know how to do that. Satan understand. Please listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Satan understands how to block and to stop the development of the formation of Christ on the inside of us. He understands if I know, he says, listen, I know I can't stop them, but I know I can slow them down if I can get them, watch this right here, to get the eyes off of God, and this is the demonic deception, to get the eyes off God and cause them to focus on what you have done to me. What you have said about me. How you have hurt me. He understand that the very thing that got him kicked out of heaven when he was Lucifer and became Satan was me. When sin was found in him, how can God create something perfect? Because God can only create out of his kind. If God is perfect, if God is light, he only can create light. But he created this perfect being. How can a per- perfect being become sin? The only way a thing can become sin that is perfected uh, is when it gets its eyes off of its creator. And when it gets its eyes on him, then there is no light um, that has been reflected. Are you hearing the Holy Spirit today? The greatest sin of um, the, uh, every human being is selfishness. Are you hearing me? So what Satan does, he gets me to focus on me. And then I can never minister to my wife. I can never be the liberator that he called me to be because I'm focused on what she did to me. And so now I can never be the liberator of the covering that I'm designed to be because I'm focused on what she's done to me. She said about me. Are you understanding the trick tonight? So when we begin to understand the, the manipulation of the enemy, and we've got to understand it, the manipulation, what God is trying to do, ladies and gentlemen, the most important thing, we have so much focus on the gifts uh, and not character. And your gifts has been given to you. Your fasting and your prayer did not cause you to have gifts. Your gifts have been given to you by God himself. But fruit is something that is cultivated or developed. Fruit is not something that is given to you. Fruit is something that is developed by your obedience to God. When the Bible says forgive, now what God is trying to do, he's trying to get you and I to be made manifest in the earth realm, Christ. He's trying to produce Christ in the earth realm. Because how many of us have sinned against God seven times a day? He forgives us every time we ask him. 
You and I are made in the image and the likeness of Him. So therefore, we want to be in the image and the likeness of power. <laughs> the image and the likeness of authority. But not in the image and the likeness of love. And Satan understands. That your victory over him is not gifts. But it's the character of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Notice this, if you will. It said, increase our faith. Then, verse 1. Then he said to his disciples. Then he said to the disciples. It is impossible. It is impossible. Now, Jesus said impossible. God is saying impossible. It is impossible that no offenses should come. It's impossible. They come. As long as you live here, offenses, they are coming. He said it is impossible. That means that everybody on the face of the earth has been challenged with an offense. He said, it is impossible for it to come. Now, now, God has graced me to be a master challenger. I challenge you and test when they don't know that I'm challenging and test. I've been doing it all week. Because you and I got to know who's, who's who. And the problem, we don't know who's who. Because we're moved by charisma. We'll move by what people say the in the, the, without the inability to see beyond what is said and beyond what is done. And this is the problem with the church. We're easily manipulated and we're easily tricked. And the enemy is easy to infiltrate us because of lack of discernment. The Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall what? They shall what? They shall see God. But when there is an offense, my heart is contaminated. I no longer can see God because I see EJ. And that's a revelation that I am contaminated. It's a revelation I cannot see God because if I see him, as I behold him, I have the power to be changed into the very same image from glory to glory. But the devil knows that. But let me contaminate you. Let me get you offended. Let me get your brother to sin against you. Not one time. See, see, one time we okay. Maybe two times. But don't come to me the third time. Three times you're out. And don't come up here and tell me, this is God. This ain't God. You letting the devil use you. Is that what we say? And you don't understand that God is trying to make you just like him. God secretly anoints David to be king. David one day go take some lunch to his brothers who's at war with the Philistines. 
he gets there and he discover that there is an enemy of God taunting the armies of the Most High God. And David goes and inquires and says, uh, who is this uncircumcised Philistine taunting the armies of the Lord? What will be given to the man that will take him out? Listen, whoever take him out, he's going to marry the, daughter, the king's daughter. Amen. His taxes will be taken away from his family. And, and he didn't have to work for, for nothing the rest of the days of his life. He said, what? <laughs> he goes to the king and then inquires, can I go? To make a long story, you know, he went and he slew. Then there was a praise that went up. David had killed his ten thousands. Saul has killed his thousands. We have a tendency to exalt a man based on uh, his ability to flow in the realm of the Spirit. And immediately after that, uh, when he began to receive the praise, then Saul began to pursue him. I want you all to hear the Holy Ghost tonight. I need you all to hear the Holy Ghost tonight. Because we have some people out of place that has become spiritual vagabonds because you have ran from God, from the place that God has ordained for you to be. Because of the pressure that has been released against you. And you don't realize and understand that it's God that you're running from. That was God that caused the men of God, the king, Saul, to run and chase after David. It wasn't the devil, it was God. And God may have you in a place right now that you think that your man or woman of God is a tyrant. But you said God sent me here. You said God called me here. And now all of a sudden, this man that great revelation, this man is awesome, this man is dynamic, this woman is great, this woman is dynamic, but now all of a sudden, I don't get anything. I used to get some, I, I don't get anything. I mean, I used to get fresh revelation, but there's no revelation now. I, I, I used to be minister, but I, I get no ministry now. No, you, you don't understand. You just told on yourself. You offended. Something has happened. I was said, I was done. That caused an offense in you. And you are going to take this to the bank, ladies and gentlemen. Time is winding down. And God is challenging all of us in this place tonight. And we can sit here tonight with pride because God is going to give us a chance to get everything in divine alignment tonight. And you can take it to the bank. By the end of this year, those that is walking with a fit system and you let in pride block you and stop you from divine alignment and getting this thing right, judgment is going to fall by the year 2011. 2010 is divine order. And so, therefore, God is trying to get you and I to get everything in order within us. Before 2011, because 2011 stands between 2012 and 2010. 2010 is divine order. 2012 is the government of God. Your government will be established by 2012. And if you walk in with offenses in your heart, you will walk in the government of offense. And the devil will begin to rule and reign. And it will be no return. I'm telling you what I know about the Holy Ghost, ladies and gentlemen. 
I'm telling you, I know about the Holy Ghost. And he's put a demand. Listen, listen, hell has broken loose against me the last five years. Many of y'all know my testimony. Many of y'all know my story. What God has allowed to take place. People have ripped my wife and I off close to $200,000. Sons and daughters that, 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 that in relationship with us. That we blessed, that we gave. Uh, we had people uh, 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 coming out of the home when we moved into a new home and, and, and ripped us off $50,000. We had all of these things to happen. It wasn't the devil. What was God doing? He's testing my heart. Will I walk in an offense? Will I walk in an offense of what they've done to me? How can they do this to me? How can they wound me? How can they steal from me? Listen, it wasn't, listen, it wasn't a stranger. He don't develop us, but with strangers. He develop us with those that is close to us. He allowed them to forsake us. He allowed them to abuse us. He allowed them to misuse us. He allowed them to lie on us. It's not about the people. It's about me. What is God trying to do? God understands. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, oh, you've been getting many prophecies. But God is trying to elevate you, come raise you to the place. If you handle this thing right, he will establish you. But he cannot establish you until he try you. We're going through a season of testing, a season of trial. He's allowing you to abuse us and miss you. But will I walk with an offense? The same man that's trying to kill David, God allowed him two times. Two times. God delivered Saul into his hand two times. And it was a test. It had nothing to do with Saul, but had everything to do with the testing of David's heart. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost? Uh-huh. Will you kill the anointed? For your life, David. How can this man be for me? He's the king. But he's a son of God. He's still the king. But he's wicked, Lord. But he's still the anointed of the Lord. And he used the anointed of the Lord to process us. And a lot of you all is spiritual vagabonds because you have misinterpreted what God has been trying to do for you. You have not trusted him. You will say God called me to be a son or a daughter. And when God began to process the son or the daughter, they abort the relationship. Which is a revelation that you really was a bastard anyway. Because legitimate sons and daughters, uh, the Bible says, uh, receive correction. And those that is not able to receive correction, you're illegitimate. And illegitimate sons become illegitimate fathers. Illegitimate daughters become illegitimate mothers. And the revelation of what you really are is how do you take correction? And what has happened with us, we have so much immaturity in the body. Because now we have leaders that has been elevated, not by process, but been elevated by gifting. Doma, Doma means gift. Charisma means gift. Doma means, um, we, we, we look at apostle, 
prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. We look at what it, the name of a thing. But we don't see the character of a thing. That's what Doma really means. It means the, the character of an apostle of Christ. Or Christ's character as an apostle. Christ's character as a prophet. Christ's character as a pastor. Christ's character as an evangelist. Christ's character as a teacher. But we become apostles and prophets, evangelist, pastor, teacher, not based on the, the nature of Christ. And we value the office. What do we do to life? Of Christ. We try to be impressive of men. And not of God. This is not in the message, but it's in the message now. Get on the message there of John 5, 44. Look at this right here, if you will. In the word of the Lord. He's challenging us, ladies and gentlemen. With so much immaturity in the body. How many of us in here? And we have a lot of preachers here this week, don't we? You think it's a coincidence? Not at all. Because God's been challenging us to the max, the preachers. We've been going through hell. And it have been the devil. John 5, 44 says this right here. How can you believe who receive honor from one another? And do not seek the honor that comes from the only God. And that's our problem. We try to be impressors of men Now, don't misunderstand me. Listen, listen, listen. You don't honor the man, but you do honor the man indirectly because of the office that the man or the woman stands in. So it's really not the man, but it's the office that the man stands in. When God delivered Saul into the hands of David, God is going to always have you an armor bearer right next to your side. Someone that loves you to influence you to kill the very one that's trying to kill you. And this person is going to be spiritually inclined. Men of God, the Lord has delivered your enemy to your hand. Now, now this is the Lord's anointed. One particular time when, when God delivered Saul into his hand, Testing his heart to see what he killed for elevation. What he killed for promotion. See, see, you can kill with a tongue to be promoted, to be raised up. But he had God delivered him, and the Bible said he prostrated himself and fell to the ground and crawled out to the man that's trying to kill him. Because he focused on the office. He knew that this was God's How many of you know the God's anointed? Your elevation is in God's anointed. The imperfected God's anointed. 
Are you hearing me, ladies and gentlemen? He bowed down and prostrated himself. His elevation was legal. How many of us in here, leaders today, our elevation is legal? How many of us started our church out of peace? Or did we start our churches out of division or confusion? Because if your church was started out of the conflict that you conflict that you was experiencing, the adversity that you was experiencing, you left because of the adversity, you left because of the conflict, and you started your own ministry out of conflict, that's all you're going to produce in your church is conflict. Because your church is really illegal. Because it was not birthed uh, out of the order of God. And God's order is always making the man before he gives the man. And you ought to understand what God is doing. A lot of you members, you are in places that God did not tell you you're a vagabond. Because you left out of offense. And we leave out of offenses because nobody will acknowledge us. I have to give the prophecy and they won't acknowledge They won't let me prophesy and I'm a prophet. I know I'm called to be a prophet of God. And they won't let me prophesy. And you're offended. Because you don't believe in the sovereignty of God. You don't believe that God knows how to speak to the leader and say, this is my man. This is my woman. You don't know how to wait on God. You don't believe that God is sovereign. You don't believe that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. So you try to make something happen. And not realizing and understanding, but God is causing the man to have a blind eye to your gifts because he's exposing something in you. And so we get offended because they don't recognize me. I lead praise and I never get a thank you. I lead worship and I never get a thank you. I work hard. I, 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 I work with equipment and I never get a thank you. I do the administration in church, I never get a thank you. How can I do all of this and they never acknowledge me? They don't appreciate me, but God is exposing you. He's exposing your offense. He's exposing your motives. Because you're really not doing it as unto the Lord, but you're doing it to get a praise. And if you get the praise, then you forfeit your elevation. And we got offended. I've never seen, and, 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 and please listen to my heart tonight, ladies and gentlemen, this, this is what God gave me. And I know this is different what y'all used to in, in a conference like this right here. Usually we, we, we teach great mysteries and revelation, whatever the case may be. It means nothing if there's no pra- practical application to it. If I don't know how to apply this, if I don't know how to live, if I don't know how to apply the revelation to my life, if, it, if I don't know how to apply it as a husband, I don't know how to apply it as a father, it means nothing. If I don't know how to apply it as a businessman, if I don't know how to apply it in this realm, it means the mysteries and revelation, it means nothing. And we are satisfied with a good word. And we elevate the word and never embrace the essence of the word.
If you didn't see Jesus, and if I did not see Jesus on Wednesday night, if I didn't see Jesus on last night, if I didn't see Jesus through his preachers this morning, then every, this whole meeting has been in vain for me. And that's the problem. That's why your healing don't last. Your deliverance don't last. Because you don't seek Jesus, you seek the man. Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. They said, good master, good master, there's none good but one. That is the Father which is in heaven. He wasn't a glory stiller. He understood, it ain't me, I'm just an instrument, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Father that does the works through me. It ain't me, it's the Father. That is not real to the majority of us. So we come for the performance. We, we come to get, 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 get a show. But we don't come expecting to see Jesus. If you don't come expecting to see, you won't see him. Because there's no expectation. God, help me to be real. Here's some characteristics of an offended person. An offended person is always angry. Outrage. Jealous. Uh, jealousy. Resentment. Strife. Always bitter, easily to get hurt, hatred, envy, and always suspicious. Offended person. Everybody's after them. Nobody understands them. An offended person. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Offended. Always, always offended. Offended. And so, 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 everybody's after them. Nobody understands them. And when nobody agrees with them, then everybody's an enemy. An offended person. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost tonight? This is probably the number one thing that is blocking our ability to ascend and to live in the heavenly place where we have already taken us. He have taken us there. I was a uh, 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 apostle gay uh, mentioned about ascending and descending. One, my wife would tell you. I got up this morning. I woke up this morning, and I heard the words ascending and descending. And I went to my computer, and uh, I began to look up the definition of ascending and descending. And God began to speak to me. Well, how He had already ascended us, caused us to ascend. He said, but He says, but but these are the things of, that causes one to descend from the place I caused him to ascend. Satan understands that we cannot do any damage to him on this realm. He understands that. He knows that. So let me get you to descend from the place that God has caused you to ascend. So what is it? Ascended. So let me, watch this right here. Watch this right here. If I'm in heavenly places, if somebody's offending you, they cannot offend you in heavenly places. There's no offenses there. There's no offenses there. No offenses. So if, if I'm in this realm where living where God has caused me to ascend, and if offenses come, 
Listen, I can yield to it. Then it causes me to descend to the level of the offender. Now I'm on the level of the offender. Now the offender is bound and I'm bound. Oh, you're hearing the Holy Ghost. But if I'm a living in the realm of the spirit where I have ascended, when the offense come, it will never move me. Because I'm here, it's there. I'm in the ascended realm. The offender is in a descended realm. I'm in heavenly places. They're in earthly places. Are you hearing me? But if I'm easily to be offended, it's a revelation that have already descended. And this is designed for, for me to examine myself. If I really want to go with Jesus, I'm not looking at my wife and, and I'm, I'm not focusing on the brother down the street or the sitting next to me. Yep, that's him. That's him. No, 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 no. God, you're talking to me. If I'm not able to recognize when God is talking, I share it with my congregation, I share it with my wife. When the Word of God comes forth, I sit in a posture. I put my... I put myself in a posture. I automatically, uh, I automatically get in a posture that I can hear what the Spirit is saying to EJ. My, my focus is on me. I, I, I want to hear what God is saying to me. Because I understand that when the Word of God is coming forth, God is talking. And listen to me. And your ability to hear have nothing to do with the preacher. Your ability to hear everything to do with you. Are you hearing? I'm going to show you in a few minutes here. I'm going to show you in a few minutes here. Your ability to hear have everything to do with you. And have everything to do with the condition of your heart. We hear with our heart. We don't hear with these. You hear with your heart. Your, your hearing is connected to your heart. I, I, I hear. I'm not talking about this heart here. I'm talking about your, your spirit or your soul is connected. And so my ability to hear, although the degree I'm able to hear, is considered upon me where I'm located. Not the preacher. Well, I'm located. Let's look at something in the word of the Lord, if you will. Let's look at something in the word of the Lord. I'm, I'm about to close this thing up in a few minutes. Go to Psalms 119. Get this in the King James Version, not the New King James. Psalms 119. And let's look at 165. Psalms 119, verse 165. Let's notice this, if you will, if you will. Psalms 119. And 165, let me read it, if you will. It says, Great peace have they which love thy law, or which love your word. He said, he said, Great peace have they that love uh, thy word. What, what y'all have it there? 165? Hmm? He said, Watch this right here. And nothing. And nothing, what? And nothing shall offend them. So therefore, if I'm easily offended, I'm lying to myself. I don't love the word. Oh, you're hearing the Holy Ghost up in here. I love preaching it. I love teaching it. I love prophesying it. But I don't love it. For me. Uh-huh. 
And that's a revelation that the Word of God ain't in you. Because I'm even offended. Great peace have they which love their law. If I love the Word of God, the, the peace of God governs me. You can lie on me, I'm saying your face, I got peace. You just scandalize my name. I got peace. <laughs> Are you hearing the Holy Ghost up in here? But they that loves the law, they that loves the Word of God, nothing, nothing, not one thing shall offend them. Your wife can't offend you. Your husband can't offend you. And ladies and gentlemen, I've been offended. And it's a revelation that showed me me when I got offended by my wife. It showed me that I wasn't in the place I should have been because I got offended. Let's make it real up in here, ladies and gentlemen. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost? And how many got offended by our, by our members before? Huh? Huh? How many got offended? I'm talking about the, see, God is trying to protect love in me. Mm-hmm. The love of God needs to be protected in me. So he allow a soul to pursue me. He allow me to get offended. And offended people is blind. They only can see through the eyes of the offense. And when I'm offended, you are always wrong. And I'm always right. And what we don't understand about the great deception of offense is this right here. Our focus is on the offender. And our focus is never on us who's been offended. So, it's, so we're manipulated. We're tricked. And we, we say, we're okay because I ain't do nothing. I haven't did anything. So I know I'm okay, but don't really understand the double whammy. They offended, they are the offender, and the offender, if you get offended by the offender, now you become offended, and you got the offender, and the devil has killed two birds with one stone. And he becomes the master. And what he does, look at this right here, if you will. Go to, if you will. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 25 and 26. 2 Timothy chapter 2. This is to get this back in the New King James Version, if you will. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25 and verse 26. God's going to grow us up. Notice what the word of the Lord says. In humility. Correcting those who are in opposition. When a person offends, and even when a person is offended, the person that offends is in opposition to the Word of God. And the offended person now becomes in opposition to the one that offended them. That's what it says. In humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them what? Repentance to cause them to shift, to cause them to change. And he's given us opportunity tonight. So that they may know the what? Truth. If I'm offended, then I don't know the truth. I've been manipulated. I've been deceived. I've been tricked. If I'm offended, I don't know the truth. That you may know the truth. Verse 26, if you will. Now watch this right here. And that they may come to their what? Senses. And what? Escape the snare of the devil. A senses is a snare. It is an entrapment. 
that they will escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. We got folks doing Satan and don't even know it. Right in the church, don't even know that they are doing Satan's will. The offended person is an agent of Satan and don't even recognize it. You are an instrument, an agent of Satan, right in the church. And we sing praise. In captivity. We preach in captivity. We prophesy in captivity. We lay hands on the sick in captivity. And it works, baby, because the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. And the church don't understand this right here. The majority of people in the church don't understand. We call spirituality gifts. Spirituality is not gifts. Spirituality, baby, is character. How you love your faith, your peace, your joy. Your goodness, your kindness, your gentleness, your self-control, your ability to suffer alone with people. That's character. That's your gift. And this is what the church is in the state that is in because we have made uh, gifts spiritual. And people are manipulated and we're deceived because there's nobody that we will submit to to put a point of finger at us. And that's why all of us need somebody. How many of us preachers in here? God already know. How many of us preachers in here? In the book of Galatians chapter 2, here's the man that walked with Jesus and had the revelation that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God. So everybody knew he was, he was one of the pillars of the church. Everybody knew this man walked with Jesus. He got the revelation that he was the Christ. There was a delegation, and he was fellowshipping with the, with the Galatian uh, 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 church, uh, which was Gentiles, he was fellowshipping with them, and they was having dinner, they was eating, they was fellowshipping. And he saw a delegation coming from Jerusalem. These are Jews now, and these are not Jews, these are Gentiles. When he saw them come, he separated himself from, and from the Gentile and came over here with the Jews. Paul, who did not walk with Jesus, Paul was not an original disciple. He saw the hypocrisy, and he stood up and he rebuked him publicly. Concerning the hypocrisy. How many of us? Well, you're going to rebuke all we sent him and said, don't you know who I am? I'm Peter. I walked with Jesus. I walked on the water. And who you think? I'm an apostle. He's like, you're an apostle. Who, who you have? To, who, who you think you're talking to? You know, that's, see, it, it have, it, ladies and gentlemen, it, it have, it's, it's, it's Christ. We are the protectors of Christ. We are, we, are, we are the protectors of the church. We are the protectors of the kingdom. Not your reputation. Not your office. We confront each other based on Christ. And that's the purpose of Dome as well. We're here to hold each other to the standards of Christ. And we're going to increase that because we're not even doing a good job with that. Because when you do that, it exposes who's who. Standards is designed to reveal and expose all of us. It's not about a man or a woman or a boy. It's about Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. It's Christ. If I'm out of character, I have a right to be rebuked. If I'm out of character. And the rebuke is designed not, not, not to make me look bad, not to make me look like... It's designed to, to confront what is, what is blocking Christ in me. Humility to say... Man, I really appreciate that. You're absolutely right. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. God bless you. 
But we have superficial relationships. And that's why we're in the mess that we're in today. I'm talking leaders right now. But we, have super, we don't hang around nobody that will challenge us. We hang around everybody that will appease us. And that's why we're not growing. That's why we're weak. And, and see, we got this mentality. Well, if you, if you ain't going to see, we bring the world right into the church. We bring new age teaching into the church. Because if you don't celebrate me, I ain't married. Nobody's going to celebrate me. Wait, wait, where is that? Show me that. Jesus did not celebrate. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost tonight? God knew who was going to be here. He knew who he wanted to be here. Go, if you will, to the word of the Lord in the book of, uh, let's go to, let me give you the consequences of, of, of offenses. I gave the characteristics. What is the consequence of offenses? Insults. You will always be insulted. You will always experience attacks. Because what you don't realize and understand, the offended person is attracting this stuff to them. They, they, they don't understand it. And you really think it's the devil and you think it's everybody else, but you are attracting it to you. It's like a magnet. And you said, man, everybody's after me. Oh, why, 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 why do they don't like me? I just don't, I just don't get this. What is going on? You don't understand. It's what's in you attracting it to you. And the more you get attacked and the stuff is attracted to you, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You're going to start separating yourself. And isolating yourself. I'm going to show you that in the Word of God in a few minutes here. The characteristics, uh, the consequence of offense is insults, attacks, woundings, division, separation, broken relationships, betrayal, and backslide. How many of you that's been in a proper relationship, God called you to a relationship, you have betrayed the relationship because you have not understood it. And you think, thought it was an attack on you when all the time God was trying to process you. And you neglected and rejected and ran from the process. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost? I know it a mile away. I see it all over the place. I... Listen, listen, this is my gift. I don't try to make anything happen, but this is my grace that God has given me. I can spot it a mile away. And because God can trust me with it. Because it's my responsibility. When he trusts you with something, you have a responsibility and obligation to pray for it. The person. Are, are, are you hearing me? Let's look at this right here, if you will. So the insults is, 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 is one of the things. So watch this right here. When correction comes, you take it negatively. The offended person takes it negatively. They will never take it positive. The Bible says if you rebuke a wise man, he becomes what? Wiser. If you rebuke a scorner, he will hate you. Why? Because the offense. The offense. I'm going to say one of the, one of the main things uh, that I test the majority of people with me in, in the rest of with me, I always do it, it's money. I test people with money. Money is one of the first, one of the main things that causes people to get offended. Money. It's a revelation that you are not free. There's manipulation that's in here right now. I know it. 
And because I don't prophesy and expose it, you think everything is okay. Because I'm going to show you in a few minutes here what you just did. You just illegally covered yourself. I'm going to show you tonight. Oh, this is the last night. I got you now. Amen. You want to prophesy tonight, lay hands. God has given me what we need tonight. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Go to the book of Genesis, chapter 3, if you will. Let's look up something here in the word of the Lord. I pray that we get it. Ladies and gentlemen, I want God. I, I want him. God, hear my heart tonight. He hear me. I'm going to believe God is present. And hear everything that's been articulated. God, hear me. I'm not in relationship with nobody. With any kind of ulterior motive. Nobody. I can say it before God. I'm not in relationship with nobody for money. I'm not in relationship with nobody for what the case may be. I don't need it. Everybody I'm in relationship with, believe it or not, I'm in it for your personal gain. I'm in it for you. Everybody I'm in relationship with, I'm in it for you. Because God is real to me. My desire is to see you blessed. My desire is to see you enhanced, you elevated. I'm not jealous. As a sinner, I never was jealous. I thank God for that. I'm not jealous. When I hear what God is doing with different ones, man, man it, it thrills me. It really it, it, it thrills me when I hear the different testimony of what God is doing. I said, man, that's awesome. That's great. I don't get off the phone and say, well, God, when are you going to do it for me? Genesis chapter 3. Look at this, if you will. Are you getting something tonight? This is after that uh, Eve and Adam. He was to see Adam sin. Verse 7. Then the eyes of both of them were open. And they knew what? They what? Naked. And they knew that they were naked. And what happened? They sold what? Fig leaves together and did what? They did what? They made themselves coverings. When you cover you, it's illegal. God has never, ever caused you and I that ever sinned to cover ourselves. And when you cover yourself, it's a revelation somewhere. You have, you have been offended, you're sinned against God, you're ashamed, you're embarrassed, and you don't want nobody to know, so you cover you. What you don't understand, when you cover you, you destroy you. Because you're covering the error, the sin, the mistake. So God can't get to it because you covered you. So therefore, your covering becomes illegal. When God saw the illegal covering, then what did God do? God takes an innocent animal, kills the innocent, 
then cover them with the innocent. What you don't understand is this right here. When your brother sin against you seven times, seven times the innocent is the cover. Be offended. What you don't understand, because you didn't offend him, you didn't sin against him, it makes you innocent. And so God now comes and allows the guilty one, comes to you and says, forgive me. Why? He said that. Now cover them with your innocence. Instead of covering the guilty with your innocence, you turn around and expose. Because you didn't do what they did. And now you expose him. In your exposure, there's nothing but a revelation of your rebellion. Because you have rebelled against the word of the living God. You rebelled against God. So you expose them. And really what happened is this right here. You expose them so you can elevate above them. What God would do God will allow a man and a woman to come close to the pastor. They'll work their way up to the pastor. They'll serve the pastor, and the pastor will recognize and say, man, you're good, but we bring them close. See, the closer you get to the man and the woman, the more of the flaws is you see in the man and the woman. So there's an obligation and responsibility that comes to getting close. And when you get close, you say, wait a minute here. But when you're out here, they can do no wrong. When you're out here, wow. When you're out here, oh, glory. When you're out here, oh, my God. And you want to serve them. Because they're great men. And you come close and you start serving them and doing things, whatever the case may be. And the next thing you know, you start seeing flaws. But why would God allow you to see flaws? Because he's testing your heart with the flaws of your leader. The sea will you cover the flaws is. Because love covers the multitude of sin. So now you become a covering, amen, for the defects in your leader. Because there's a day what God is trying to do. He's trying to prepare you for leadership and you don't even know it. David saw and knew the flaws. And what you don't understand is this right here, ladies and gentlemen. Please listen to me. When you expose your leader, when you expose their flaws, when God has allowed you to draw near, he has graced you to come near. You should count as a privilege to come near your leader. You should count as a privilege. Now, you have drawn near. Now, you see their flaws. Because God is transitioning you. He ain't about to leave her. He's preparing you for something that you don't understand. But the moment that you expose your leader, now watch this, ladies and please listen to me. The moment that you expose your leader, the very thing that you used to hate will begin to master you. When Saul became king, he got rid of all of the witches and the warlocks in the land. Exposed him. But when that spirit came upon him, 
because of his rebellion against God. When he, when God told him, I want you to kill up everything, kill the king, kill up everything. When he disobeyed God, y'all listen to me. When he disobeyed God and did not kill the, the king of Agar, he didn't kill him. The very spirit that dominates, the, every king has a spirit in the realm of the spirit. Everybody has a spirit in the realm of the spirit. Everybody got an angel. Everybody got an angel. And when you and I are promoted legally, then there is an angel that is transferred to us. When you, when you are a servant, a, 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 a member with a case of the you save up, you got your own personal angel. Scripture talk about we got a personal angel. But when God elevates you and anoints you legally, you are anointed. When you elevate and anoint into a, into a position, there is an angel according to that position of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. That there, what you do here, it wheels in the realm of the spirit. Every action is an action there. Oh, are you understanding? Watch this right here. When he did not kill the king of Agar, the spirit that governed that king now was released upon him and began to govern him. And that's when he became mad. When he did not kill, that's when he became mad. And that's when he began to seek the very thing he got rid of. The witches, the witch of Endor. He went to the skies. I need a word from the Lord. Because he's now governed by the spirit that he did not destroy. Now governs him. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost, ladies and gentlemen? I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. But we've got to understand and discern, ladies and gentlemen, the nature of the battle. What is actually going on? There's going to be a people that God is going to raise them. I pray that we are part of that people. That God is going to elevate. The preacher was talking about it last night. A beautiful word of the Lord about ascending. There's an ascending. See, we're already there. But as we obey God, we actually, we actually take dimensions of ourselves there and we begin to stay there and live there. It won't be just an ascending and a descending, but we'll live in that realm. But offenses is designed to bring us down to this realm and to incarcerate us. And we're going to learn how to do spiritual warfare on a whole other level. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Don't get offended what I'm about to say. Ladies and gentlemen, please listen to me. Jesus really didn't deal with we, we read the Bible, but we, we, we read it, but we don't really see what's going on behind the scenes. You want to know how, why Jesus was really able to cast out devils? He was really able to cast out devils because he really dealt with the, the devil in the person master. Yes, sir. See, see, we still we we still we're still doing what I call what we would call ground level warfare. We we we're, we're really not dealing with. See, when you cut the head of a thing off, everything else is going to take place. And that is one of the reasons, ladies and gentlemen, that we're constantly coming back over and over and over and over and over and over to the altar, over and over and over to the altar, over and over. So we're dealing we're dealing with, with the troops. But we're cutting off its master's head. You ever notice in the word of the Lord, whenever they cut off the master's head, everybody scattered. The king, everybody scattered. You ever notice in the word of the Lord? It's scattered. When, 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 when Goliath's head was cut, what happened? Scattered. I believe when we begin to really deal with the king of infirmity, we cut his head off. Everybody in the church is going to get received full manifestation of the head. 
when we cut off the head, the master of poverty, we'll begin to see great things. We'll be even begin to see. Listen, listen, I really believe this right here. I believe the greatest invention should be coming from Christians because we got the creator living on the inside of the but 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 it's not happening because we're blocked because of fences. And creativity cannot come to us. Witty inventions cannot come to us because we're blocked. Let me close this up. Proverbs 18.1. Proverbs 18.1. A man who isolates himself, he exposes himself. It's nothing but a revelation that you seek your own. How many of you all is in proper relationship? How many preachers, how many of us isolate ourselves from those that has corrected us? It's nothing but a revelation. It exposes your true motive for relationship. You're only in relationship for yourself. You're seeking your own. The Bible can't lie. A man who isolates himself seeks his own, his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. They will never seek counsel. They will never seek counsel. You make decisions outside of counsel. And you're oppressed and you're depressed right now. I feel you. And God want to set us free today. How many people that I'm in relationship with, because I have a strong personality, how many people come to me or you run from me? It's a revelation what realm you're living in. Because I know me. I don't have no ulterior motive for, for you being rich with you. Anybody know, has been rich with me, they, they know I ain't really seeking my own. I'm here to bless. And whatever God tells me to do, I'm going to do it. If, it's, if it may not be in favor to, to your desire, I'm going to obey God. But a man who isolates himself? Know why? Because you've been wounded. You've been hurt. And you said to yourself, I ain't getting hurt no more. I, 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 I ain't let nobody hurt me. I ain't let nobody wound me. No more. I'll come fellowship with you. I'll come to the church. I'll come to the meeting. When the meeting's over, I'm gone. I ain't fellowshiping with nobody. I ain't talking to nobody. I ain't relating to nobody. I'm out of here. Because I've been wounded. And some of the most wounded people in the church, ladies and gentlemen, is pastors' wives. Amen. Because, I'm going to tell you why. Because uh, there is no standard that is set. You ain't, talk, you ain't dealing with my wife like that. We let folks abuse and misuse our spouses. It's tight, but it's right. Amen. And not only that. I'm going to 
Spirit touch them now. When your heart, when you're mature, the only thing that you want is God. How many husbands have been offended by what has been said to their wives? How many parents have been offended by what somebody said to their children? And now you're offended. You're enslaved. You're entrapped. You've been, you now become an instrument of Satan. Don't even know it because you've been offended. I remember when we first started this ministry. Those of you know, uh, we was a part of Jesus People Ministry for a season. And God start, told us to start this ministry. We started this ministry. Jesus People started, had a first women's conference. I sent my wife to the women's conference. I said, you go. And so you can receive what you can get from this, the women's conference and come back and be able to release it to the women in Panorama. My wife went to the meeting and, and Dr. Gloria was acknowledging all of the pastor's wives. God bless you, Sister Black. God bless you, uh, Pastor Davis. Uh, God bless you, uh, uh, Lady Baker. God bless you, Pastor Phyllis. God bless you, uh, uh, Dr. Gay. God bless you, Pastor Bertha. So she said, well, she probably made a mistake. The next day, same thing. Skip. So my wife came to me, she said, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's me, blah, 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 seemed like, you know, uh, uh, there was an acknowledgement, but she never acknowledged me as a pastor's wife. Right there, the majority of you people said, don't, I don't want you back there no more. Don't, 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 don't go there. I asked my wife a question, I said, why are you there? What's the purpose of being there? To be acknowledged? I'll give you what you need for the women of Panorama. Hmm. Hmm. Maturity, ladies and gentlemen. And because, watch this right here. And, 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 and I know God's doing something in my wife. He's using the skill. Because he's doing something in my wife. But how many can, can discern that God is doing something and you're letting God to develop because you're going to catch hell if she ain't developed and you're a man of God? Amen. Because one of the most dangerous things is to have a wife as a preacher undeveloped. Because they know scripture, they got gifting, they got all that, but no character. Uh, uh, let, let me leave out a lump. I better get back. Let, let me finish this. Divine order, ladies and gentlemen. I tell my wife all the time, your number one responsibility ain't preaching. Your number one is me. It ain't panoramic. It's me. Second, my daughters. And a lot of y'all got to reverse off your children at first and your husband. But, no, no, me. Now, y'all can call it pride all you want to. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I told my wife, don't let, don't, don't let me get married to ESPN. So there's a day that's going to go. Them girls going to be gone. They're going to be married now. Now you want me to divorce ESPN? Come back to you. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you better wine me and dine me now, because there's a day they're going to come. Amen. They go, the, the, the nest is going to be empty. And now you won't call it the time. And what happened with a lot of people? Your children becomes the alternative. It's a satanic and demonic order. <laughs> you put more value on your children than your husband. Demonic order. And Satan don't care how he get in, as long as it's not a biblical order. Amen. You want to spend more time with the children? You better listen. You, you better you better cycle some time with that man. Amen. And that's why how foolishness happened in the church. And that's how pastors fail in the church. Because you are not giving the man what he needs. You're giving everybody else. You're giving the children. And you're giving... How, how we got on this? How we got on this? How, how, how we got on this? Amen. Amen. And the next thing you know, the next thing you know, what that man, affection that he should be giving, you're giving that affection to the children, and then some honey coming by here and want to give him what you refuse to give him. And you want to know, oh, oh, why, why, why you did this? No, no, you did it. Uh, I better close this message. Let, let me close this message. We don't, we don't stir something up around up in here. <laughs> Divine order, ladies and gentlemen. Divine order, ladies and gentlemen. Divine order, ladies and gentlemen. Divine order. We've got to understand how the enemy comes in, ladies and gentlemen. If, if he, he's, his ultimate goal is to get your man because he understands the order, his ultimate goal. And a lot of men is frustrated. And, and, and a lot of men, I'm sure something with you, and I know all these brothers up in here. I know them, they don't think I know them. Amen. Struggling. But let me show you something. And this is where the enemy gets you at. It's pride and offense. You, you, don't, you don't want to come because you're trying to protect your reputation. You want to be seen in the eyes of somebody that you don't struggle. Baby, you, you, you just tricked yourself for all of us up in here. All, all of us up, up, up in here. All of us. But that's why we need healthy and proper relationship. But when I can come to you, I know I will be covered by the innocent. I know somebody got my back, and I know somebody care about me. And I can, I can come and, and, and express what I'm being challenged with, knowing it ain't going to be preached over the poor pit. That I'll be properly covered. And you want to know the saddest thing? A lot of you all people come to and for counsel, but you don't go to nobody for counsel. And that's why you're oppressed. Let's close this.
Let's close it tonight. Mark 4. In your Bibles. Get this in the King James Version, if you will. Mark 4, beginning at verse 16. In your Bibles. Mark four sixteen, And these are they, likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who when they have what? Heard. When they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And have no root in themselves. Can you can't, you can't tell you who the people don't have no root? It explains itself. See, offended people done had about ten churches and only been saved two years. Because every time they're not acknowledging and receiving and accept it, they run from one leader to another leader to another leader to another leader. I have a cousin that I'm much older than. And he became a member of our church when we first started the church. This boy was 27 years old and had about 15 jobs. How in the world can you be 20-some and have 15 jobs? That is a revelation that you have a problem with authority. And, 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 and that's a revelation that you're unstable. And it's a revelation that you're immature. Because you have not been planted long enough in one place for any fruit to begin to bear. When a tree is planted and is constantly rooted up and replanted and rooted up and replanted and rooted up and replanted, it never could ever produce any fruit. That's the problem. Because you're not willing, you're not willing to stay there long enough. When adversity comes, baby, it's coming. The Bible says it's going to come. It's coming. It's coming in your marriage. It's coming as a husband. It's coming as a wife. It's coming as a husband, I'm saying, a mother and a father. It's coming as a preacher. It's coming as an apostle, prophet, evangelist. It's coming as an employee. As an em- it's coming. So you might as well, amen, when adversity comes, let the tree do what it's designed to do. It's designed to dig deep. When adversity comes, the roots go deeper and deeper and deeper. That when adversity comes, it's hard to be rooted up and rooted out. Only that tree can produce fruit. Let's close. Verse 17. And have no root in themselves, and so endure for what? A time. Afterward, when what? Affliction 
or persecution. What? For what? For what? For you. Your leader. Your husband. Your wife. Your children. Because the devil knows he wants your word. If I get the word that's been spoken of your life, your life, your life, your if I, if I just can get that, I'm successful. It's coming. It's not coming for you. He knows you and I ain't about nothing if we don't have the word. He, he knows that. He ain't coming after us directly. He's coming after us indirectly. I want your word. If I get your word, I got you. Because you can't do nothing without your word. And when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, what happened? Immediately they are sent. Watch this here. Where do you think the attack comes? Where does it come? It comes to the place that the word is released. It comes to the assigned place for your life. God has called some of you to rivers, to United for Christ, to believers' freedom ministry, to more than conquerors ministry, Philadelphia, Pottery Baptist. We're going to get you filled with the Holy Ghost and <laughs> Solomon's Porch, Acts Ministry, the Lion House of Deliverance, Cathedral of Power, Equipment Center, Evangelist Spencer's Ministries. Whoever God is connected to you, the word that comes through you, the goal is to attack the vessel. The instrument whom the word comes through. Because if I can just get you connected to the one whom the word has been assigned to come through, I know that if I can just cut you off, I know I'm successful. You will never fulfill purpose. So let me get you offended. Now word come forth. Because if I get you offended, I know I have destroyed you. Watch this right here. This is the last verse. Genesis 4. We're going to have an altar call tonight. And we can sit here but with pride. I know y'all don't believe God. Some of y'all. The word of the Lord. But you watch. God is trying to heal us. He loves us. He loves us. I shared something with my wife a few few days ago that I'm about to share here. I said, you know something? I think I may be angry with God and don't even know it. I noticed something had kind of started reincurring, reincurring. 
And I said, I think I may be angry with God. You, 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 see, I, I kind of pride myself that I have a good relationship with God. But when this thing has been recurring and recurring, and I begin to discern and sense how I feel when this thing reoccurred. And some of us touched in the, message, in the morning session. Y'all need to get these messages in the morning session. See, sometimes you have an expectation from God. And when the expectation isn't met, you get disappointed, but you, I mean, sometimes you can suppress it and don't even realize it. You're covering it up, you know, praying and whatever the case may be, and you ain't coming clean. Yes, yes, ma'am. So, so, so I told my wife, I said, I think I may be angry with God. You know something? I haven't realized it because I, I, I just noticed it recently. This is a, this is a pattern here. What God is doing. He's trying to get E.J. McKenzie to the boundary line, so he's got to expose everything that's in me that's blocking intimacy with him. This is the year of alignment, ladies and gentlemen. So, so how can I align if there's things that are taking me off course? I don't even not, I don't even realize it. I'm not even conscious of it. I'm off course with God. So he's exposing me. For me to con- acknowledge it, confess it, and so he can align me with him. Everything about intimacy. Let's close with it. Genesis 3. Did I tell you 3? Genesis 4, what verse? I didn't say the verse. That's why you're not there. Genesis 4, 11 and 12. We're closing with this verse here. We're not going to have time to do the rest of this here. I sense the shift. Because God want to set us free tonight. Genesis 4, beginning at verse 11. God spoke to the sons of Adam and told them to bring an offering to him. We know the story of Abe and Cain. God accepted Abel's offering, but he rejected Cain. Cain got offended because he wasn't accepted. He was not welcomed or he wasn't received. And the reason he was rejected and wasn't received because he didn't do it according to the order of God. He brought an offering. This is what happened with us. Now, Cain was what? A tiller of the ground. So he worked hard to till that ground. Because remember, the curse came on the ground. So, so his brother was uh, a keeper of the sheep. So he had to work real hard because... His livelihood had to come from the ground that was cursed. So he had to work hard. He don't work hard now. Now they bring an offering before the Lord because he worked hard for it. So so it, you should receive whatever I bring you because I worked hard for this. So now what he's doing, he's offering God something out of uh, Toil and labor and not of obedience. Now because I give you something that I work hard for, I want a payback. Uh, I want wage. You should receive me and accept me because I'm giving you something that I work hard for. Doesn't that kind of sound like some of the people in church that work hard with the case may be and they don't get acknowledged? But Abraham gave Abel, he gave it out of obedience. 
And, and he, he, he wasn't looking for no return. By other words, uh, other, he wasn't looking for a wage. See, when you do things out of works, you're looking for a wage. And when you don't get the wage, you get offended. How many of us husbands and wives, huh, when we do something great for our spouse and they don't do anything great for us, we get offended? Why? Because uh, look, I, I'm looking for wage. I'm looking for payback. I, I, I did this for you. You should be. You should give this. Give me something back. Because I wage. So what we do? We incarcerate our spouses. We put demands upon them. That's not love. Love is not a demand. Are you hearing Holy Ghost? So, 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 it's a demand. So this is what Cain uh, did. He put a demand to be received. Because I worked hard. And I gave you this. So when he was rejected, because God don't pay us because we work hard, he pay us because we don't understand you did what you did because of grace. So, so now he's rejected because God rejected his offering. His offering, your offering was connected with you. So he rejects him. Watch this right here. So now you are cursed because you killed your brother. You got angry with your brother because I rejected your brother and accepted, uh, accepted, accepted your brother and rejected you. Now you're angry. He got angry and he killed his brother. Offenses, ladies and gentlemen. You, 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 I don't care what you're saying. You done murdered somebody. If you didn't deal with it, you have murdered somebody. He said, have I murdered somebody? Yeah. See, 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 so when you put your mouth on somebody, you murder. Are, are you hearing me? So he said, now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Verse 12. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength. When you till the ground, when you till the ground, when you till what? The ground. It's no longer to do what? It's no longer going to do what? See, an offended person cannot produce fruit. Why? Because everything comes from your heart. Your heart is acknowledged as the ground. It's associated as the ground. That's what you get in Mark 4 there. So your heart is connected to the ground. Your heart brings forth everything. Out of the bundle of the heart, do the mouth speak it. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Or your destiny comes from your heart, the scripture says. So he says, so, so he says uh, no longer the ground, because you got offended and killed, uh, your heart cannot produce. That's why it's hard for you to love. Offended is hard for you to love. It's almost impossible to love because your heart can't produce, the ground can't produce. He says, now, because your heart can't produce, watch this right. It shall no longer yield its strength to you. A what? A fugitive and a vagabond. You shall be on the earth. And we got fugitives and vagabonds in the house. Fugitives. You have ran. And you're a vagabond. A vagabond is one that's constantly, let me just give the definition of a fugitive and a vagabond. But tonight, you can return to your rightful place in God. The word fugitive is a person who is, who is fleeing from prosecution in tolerable circumstances. The intolerable circumstances there to process you in the house of the Lord. 
You ever had a parent say, I wish I had another dad or another mama? Anybody ever said that? Let's be real. Well, I don't know about all y'all, but I don't say it. We just get killings every day. Every day. Said, man, I wish, I wish, I wish uh, Joe, Joe daddy was my daddy. Don't see like they don't never get into beatings. We become fugitives because we don't understand the pressure that we're under by our leaders. God puts you up under the pressure of a leader for one reason, one reason only, ladies and gentlemen, to process you in the, out of the man, to be the man and woman of God that God has ordained appointed on you to be. Because God knows that there's some fruit that needs to be bare because somebody needs to partake of your tree. And when you cannot produce fruit, you would be cursed. Jesus cursed the fig tree because it did not produce any fruit. A, a, a person that is not bearing fruit is cursed. And we believe that people are bearing fruit because they're gifted. And we are tricked and deceived and manipulated. A fugitive. A vagabond. A vagabond is wandering from place to place without any settled home. They are nomadic. Having an uncertain or irregular course of direction. They have no idea where they're going. We got preachers like that. We're frustrated. We're aggravated. We're constantly trying to make something happen. You don't realize and understand. See, you don't have to be, you don't realize, see, well, I'm not a fugitive and I'm not a vagabond because you got a church. Uh, but in the realm of the spirit, that's what you are. A fugitive and a vagabond. You can always come back to your church and stand behind that pulpit and preach. But because that means absolutely nothing. But you, your life ain't going nowhere. Because you're offended. You're a fugitive and a vagabond. You're one from place to place, place to place, because you're offended. Now, we want to pray tonight. This is the last night. God done some wonderful things this week. But we want, we, God wants us healed. He wants us healed. That's why he's exposing EJ to EJ. Exposing me to me. See, I'm not concerned about reputation. I'm not concerned about what you're about to say. But see, that's your problem too. You, you, you're more concerned about your image. You ever notice, you ever notice when a meeting like this right here, when you, when you have prayer, have all this, you ever notice no preacher comes at all? You ever notice that? Because y'all ain't been in meetings where I've been at. When something hit me, God speak to me. I don't care about what y'all think about me, man. I'm going to just fall on my face before God. And I, don't, I, and I have done it. I have done it. But you know the Lord has spoke to you. You know a lot of you is offended with your leaders. And we are leaders offended with, lead, with leaders. And God has got space and time because Satan have a legal right to defend him. I did a message years ago called Demons Curse Perpetrators. Satan cannot put a curse on you. No one in scripture you ever see Satan put a curse. First, everybody see a curse, God put bring the curse. And when God brings a curse, then Satan now has legal right to the curse. And he perpetrates the curse. 
And how we bring curses on when we disobey God. Now, Satan comes in and perpetrates and takes over. Ladies and gentlemen, I love him. And I want him. More than I My cry has been to him. Yes to whatever you say. I just want you. I want you. I want you. Whatever the correction, whatever the rebuke, whatever it is, I want you, sir. It starts with me and God. It starts with me and this young lady right here. Say things right. Will you forgive me? I'll say Because it ain't about her. It's about him because when I violate this, I violate him. And so I do it. Don't misunderstand. I love her. But I really do it. Because when this is cut off, I'm no good to her. I'm no good to my children. I'm no good to panorama. I'm no good to dogs. I'm no good to anyone. But it's him, ladies and gentlemen, more than anything. More than anything. And I don't want nothing and no one to block nor stop me. I'm constantly examining me. I'm examining me with all my relationships. We're having issues in my heart towards anybody. Any of these men of God. We're having issues. I'm constantly showing me. See, I want to live in that realm of heavenly places with Him. I want to be a channel and an agent, an instrument that He can do whatever He desires to do through me because there's nothing blocking Him in me. Am I in a place where I can be confronted without being offended with any believers? Am I in a place that, I could, that, that you all can call me to the carpet? If y'all think I'm wrong? There's no hierarchy but Jesus. And the greater among you will be served. Not served. There's my modus pure for being in a relationship with you. And if, if there's any kind of person who came, or am, am I in a relationship with you because, because I got a father? Somebody because I got a father. I miss God. Ladies and gentlemen, the anointing on my life is never for personal gain. It's always about Him. My reward comes from him if I obey him, being in a relationship with him. If the Lord has spoken to you today, let's get healed today. Let's get delivered today. Let's, let's go into the break off today. Let's get it going to the blast off because I'm getting rid of every single thing that what Apostle Lake taught on last night. 
what these men talk on this morning in the morning session. What the man of God, uh, Prophet McKinstry, we're going to deal with on, on Wednesday night. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to hear a message. I want to be it. I want to be what I heard this morning. I want to be what I heard last night. I want to be what I heard on Wednesday night. I want to be the living, walking, breathing word of the living God. And it's not the, the demonstration of the Spirit. God is gifted. We can prophesy right now to everybody in here. Just start prophesying to impress you. And you want to know one of the things what God has done with me? Yet neither have been, He have not been, He have not allowed me to prophesy lately. Tell you what, God wants to see. Will you be controlled by me? Will you be controlled by people? Expectation. And a lot of people, you are performers. You use your gift, but you use your gift, but He ain't used your gift. And because you haven't been educated, you have not been trained, because you think that because you hear some of these, you've got to articulate it, and that's the ignorance of your, that's what destroys some of these. Oh, you can give a word out of these. And destroy somebody's life. And you've got to be able to understand this right here. A lot of your prophecy is illegal because you're doing it out of order. You don't understand it. But if the Lord has spoken to you, will you take along with this? Come to this altar tonight. Only if you want to heal them. Want to heal them. Come get it. You're offended with your parents. A lot of y'all offended with your pastor, your siblings. But tonight is a night of healing. Send it must go to the offender. 
and will you forgive them? Pride don't want you to go because pride says what they're going to think about the biggest enemy. Me. What they're going to think about me if I go to them? Anytime two or more people coming together, you got to work that relationship. How many of you all been offended been, been this, this conference? How many of you all been offended? You all here that's been working together, all you musicians and your singers. How many of y'all been offended? Because I don't know how the devil works, ladies and gentlemen. Because when two or more you coming together, we have issues submitting, yielding to one another. How many of you all preachers have talked about other preachers? Because you were sinful. Because what was said. Judgment is getting ready to fall before 2010 is over with. You can take it to the bank. He's given us a chance to get our hearts right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm coming clean with God and everybody else. I, I, I'm, re- I'm not really a person walking the fence. I really not. And, and that's probably why a lot of people think I'm kind of bold. I'm going to come and deal with it. I'm gone. When I start dealing, I'm, I'm gone. I said, Pastor, you know, I, you know, I want to apologize to you. I said something I should have never said about you to Pastor Baker. I want you to forgive me. I was deceived. I was tricked. I was blinded. To, you said something. I, was, I should have came back with you, Pastor Baker. I'm, I'm going to get one. It's over with me. I'm gone. Because you would come to me and say, again, I, 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 I didn't know, I shared some things with my wife, I, I didn't understand, you offended me so on, on the prayer line one morning, the case may be, and I shared some things with my wife, I want to apologize to you. Once you tell me that, I said, brother, it's done, forgive me, brother, it's over with for me. That, that's just how I am. I ain't think about it, I ain't never take a wife, because we can think about it. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason we can never take this stuff, because we ain't busy enough, we, we ain't got nothing to do. It's over with. You want to know something? And I will never look at you next. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to smile at you. Because it takes courage. 